Are you someone who is fascinated by all the pregnancy, childbirth, and motherhood stuff few people talk about because they're too embarrassed? If so, welcome to the motherload of all things taboo, or at least really wild and interesting. The Asking for a Pregnant Friend podcast is based off the book of the same name and dives in to all of the pregnancy, birth, and mothering topics that make many people blush or scratch their heads. I do all the boring research so you don't have to and bring you interviews with the leading experts and the topics I cover. I also share all the things about myself, Bailey Gaddis. I'm all about TMI. You'll also hear stories from brave women who gave permission to have their stories shared. So come along, my friend, on a journey into the beautiful underbelly of making, growing, and raising babies. If you've heard the term cord blood banking, you might have thought WTF, and and you're not alone. This relatively new practice is, is making pregnant people scratch their heads uh, about what it is and if it's something that's worth the money. So if that's you or you're just curious about what the heck cord blood banking is, listen on. Okay, so first off, what is it? So to put it really simply, cord blood banking is the process of collecting blood that's in the placenta and umbilical cord right after the baby is born. And it's collected because it contains hematopoietic. So hematopoietic stem cells uh, that can potentially be used to treat some types of diseases. And these cells, they can do this because they can mature into different types of blood cells. Other cells, however, you know, skin cells, for example, they can only turn into another skin cell. So so these stem cells are are pretty special in in that regard. And, And because of that, they can be used to treat over 80 types of of diseases, like those that impact the the immune system, genetic, metabolic, neurological disorders, blood disorders, um, and some kinds of cancers like uh, leukemia and lymphoma. Something that's important to look at is, is why cord blood stem cells are preferable to those found in bone marrow because that's the other place where we can source stem cells. So a major benefit of getting stem cells from cord blood instead of bone marrow is is because more people are typically able to use the the cord blood stem cells than those found in in bone marrow. There's less of a chance that the body will reject the stem cells that we source from cord blood. And and it's a lot easier to collect stem cells from cord blood than from from bone marrow. Um, It can be a kind of painful process to get the stem cells from bone, bone marrow, whereas with cord blood banking, it doesn't like hurt the the baby with with the exception of like maybe it can impact um their iron levels after birth but they don't feel any pain when the the blood is taken from the umbilical cord um, and the placenta um and cord blood it can also be frozen and stored for an undetermined amount of time whereas bone marrow uh, stem cells from bone marrow 
pretty much has to be used immediately after collection. Um, another perk stem cells from cord blood offers over, you know, bone marrow stem cells is that they can actually help to strengthen the immune system during cancer treatments. So those are a couple of advantages, some disadvantages of cord blood banking. So a major disadvantage of this process is that sometimes there's not actually many stem cells in the cord blood. This means that the uses for it might be pretty limited. You know, actually about 75% of cord blood units donated to, to public banks, they have to actually be discarded um, or used for research, which can be good, um, because they don't have enough stem cells to, to be used for, for a transplant. And some diseases that can be treated with stem cells require the use of stem cells from another person. So this is really key. So in this case, so think about it this way, stem cells from your baby's cord blood could potentially be used, you know, for a sibling, for example, but a lot of times not for themselves. So this is actually the case for quite a few diseases. So for example, if your baby got leukemia, their own stem cells from cord blood collection couldn't actually be used to treat them. And the reason is that the child's cord blood it couldn't be used because for their own treatment, because the, the cells would contain the same genetic defect that's causing the, the health issue. So again, collecting the cord blood a lot of times can potentially help like other siblings, sometimes other family members, but a lot of times not the, the baby. Um, and another factor is that the cost of storing cord blood in a private bank can be pretty high. The startup fee is usually somewhere between like 1000 to 2000 and the yearly cost to store it typically ranges from 100 to $175 annually. Um, there's usually often a, a shipping fee as well to have the, the blood sent to the bank and sometimes a fee charged by the care provider to collect the blood. And, and insurance rarely, rarely covers this. Um, and lastly, you know, it's it's unknown if frozen cord blood is good after 15 years, but the jury is still out on that. So we still don't know if it can just be stored for an unlimited period of time or if it needs to be used after X amount of years. Okay, something else to look at is the difference between public and private cord blood banks. So, okay, so what is a private cord blood bank? This is a place where you can pay to have cord blood stored um, and it can be used just for your family. So no one else has access to it, only you if you happen to need it. But again, you have to pay for that. If you donate, if you donate cord blood to a nonprofit public bank, you don't pay any fees, but but the cord blood, it can be used for, for anyone that might need it or it might be used for research purposes. Um, so again, there's no guarantee that it will be available for your family to use, you know, at a later date if you need it. And and this actually, this is the option donating if you're going to collect the cord blood. Um, the American Academy of Pediatrics, it recommends donating to a, a public bank. Um, and, and this is because it just you know, expands the amount of cord blood that is available for people that that need it. So it can be a really, really great option. Um, 
some reasons to pay for private cord blood banking. You know, one big reason is if you have a family history of, of a disease that can be treated with cord blood stem cells, it might be worth considering, you know, paying to, to store these cells in a private lab. Um, and another potential reason, you know, if you have a child with a medical condition that could be treated with a cord blood transplant, it, it could be very wise to co collect cord blood um, from the baby that you're that you're pregnant with. Um, something cool is that the, the Children's Hospital, um, Oakland Research Institute, they'll actually foot the bill of, of cord blood connect, of collection if, if it can be used at the time of the baby's birth to treat a sick sibling. So, um, and some private banks offer, offer a similar program. All right, um, so what do you do if you do want to privately store the cord blood. So what you need to do is at least six weeks before your due date, you'll want to find a private bank and you need to request a collection kit. Uh, your family medical history will need to be reviewed. Your, um, your blood will be tested. The mother's blood will be tested. And you'll also need to sign a contract with the bank. You'll need to pay any applicable fees before the baby is born. And you'll want to be sure that you have the collection kit at the birth. And a lot of times you need to give your medical care provider a heads up that that you'll need to to collect the the cord blood so that's something really important to communicate with your care provider about and right after the baby is born what they'll do is they'll clamp and cut the umbilical cord and they'll use a needle to extract blood from the cord and then the blood it goes into a bag that's attached to the um to the needle and Something to know about this, too, is that sometimes not enough cord blood can be collected to be viable to store. So that's something important to, to note. So, yeah, you know, before deciding to do this, I think it's really important to talk to your medical care provider, consider your family medical history, um, and, and to seriously consider donating to a, a public bank um, unless there's a really specific reason why you you think um, the the cord blood would from from the baby you're pregnant with would benefit your family. So a lot of things to to consider. If you can like, subscribe, comment, that would be so incredibly helpful. That will allow me to keep providing this content for you guys. All right, love you. Is pregnancy or early motherhood making you feel other than? Is it triggering all sorts of weird emotional and physical stuff you are sure no one else is going through? If so, get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend, 101 Answers to Questions Women Are Too Embarrassed to Ask About Pregnancy, Childbirth, and Early Motherhood. This book is like the modern-day Dear Abby for pregnant women and new moms who want to get straight yet loving answers to the pregnancy, birth, and mothering questions they're too afraid to ask, those questions that make you blush. You can get your copy of Asking for a Pregnant Friend on Amazon or from Barnes & Noble, Target, and everywhere else books are sold. Whoa.